listening to the Salt Create Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt Creative Podcast, where we create and prepare disciples ready to influence the world. My name is Lockie, and I'm your host today, and I am so excited that you have decided to join us because today we are discussing the topic of worship. Now, worship is one of my very favorite topics, but before we get into it, I just want to welcome back everyone who's at Avondale College and who is coming back from mid-semester break. I hope that it was restful. I hope that it was um, yeah, rejuvenating and that you're ready to get back into this second part of semester. It's not long now until exams will be right on our doorstep. So best of luck to everyone. Um, Thank you for taking the time to join us today. But yeah, today we're talking about a topic that is very close to my heart, that is worship. Um, And and it's not just worship in the sense of of one specific um, expression, such as music or prayer or or Bible study, but it's worship in a holistic sense. And I shared this conversation with Liv Jack and Caleb Kingston. Now, these guys are similar to me in in, in their passion for worship, and it's a really awesome discussion that we share. So uh, I hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this and that you learn something that's really helpful. So without further ado, let's jump straight into our conversation with Caleb and Liv about worship. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt Creative Podcast. My name is Lockie, and I'm your host today. I'm super excited that you have decided to join us because I am joined by two of my good friends, Liv Jack and Caleb Kingston. Caleb is one of our leaders for Salt this year, and Liv is one of our leaders for our praise and worship team. So, guys, welcome to the Salt Creative Podcast. What is up? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, what's good? (laughs) So, for those who don't know you guys, um, can you just explain really quick? Firstly, who is Caleb and who is Liv? Um, Caleb is a second year Theo student who is passionate about worship ministry. He's, he gets very excited about worship ministry, to be <laughs> honest. I froth hard on worship ministry. Froth like, hard. I am a hard frother on that. Um, and so that's why I love being involved in Salt and mm-hmm. leading that out as well, because I think worship is such a massive part of that, not just in a musical sect but also within everything that we do at salt that's kind of like the main message which is just worshiping and doing that wholehearted full-fledged worship yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah second year theo passionate about worship love jesus that's pretty much it and who is liv uh i always like to describe myself differently to the standard what i do so like (laughs) i don't know describe who i am um i guess i see myself as someone who is always on a journey always looking for growth um, mm. always trying to be in tune with God and and just enjoy life for what he intended it to be mm. regardless of what you're facing at that point in time just be so in tune with God that you mm. can really see the see life through his eyes like mm. just trying to just yeah just a girl trying to find God in all aspects of life wow that's really cool that's so sick yeah. thanks guys well hopefully now you guys know a little bit more about Caleb and Liv so we know where <laughs> this is coming from today um but I think it can be really helpful just to begin by defining what worship is, yeah. mm. what it means to you guys, and I guess what your experience has been with worship growing up as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So can you guys just share with us real quick, what does worship mean to you, and, and what has your experience of worship been? Mm. Mm. Do you want to go first? Or? Yeah. Um, so I have grown up in quite a contemporary church. Mm. We never really sung 
too many traditional hymns. I've always like known Hillsong. And so even when I go to choose set lists and stuff, like just kind of go to Hillsong, like mm. instead of going back old school, like that stuff I actually learn through my grandparents and like spending time with my family and even coming up to college, hearing a lot more of that in different places. Um, yeah, I've always just grown up knowing God in a personal sense. Mm-hmm. And so worship has always been relative to that. For me, I've never been caught up in like a traditional way of thinking of this is what it means and this is the structure of how we do things. It's mm-hmm. just we've always kind of been a feeler, like a feeler kind of church and that's kind of who I am as a person as well. So um, worship for me like comes a lot from my heart, my understanding of God in that personal context and also in the things I learn about him in depth in church. Um, even through songs, I'm very much a lyrical person so I am impacted a lot by what a lot of songs say and trying Mm -hmm. to uncover what that means because I feel like for me it can always be solid and some songs and lyrics can always be like this is always going to remain true especially if we're talking about God and certain aspects of God he's always going to remain true to who he is so like something some songs will always stand but in other songs I find every single time I sing it and listen to it there's always a different meaning that comes out and mm. especially in your season of life and your yeah. journey that's so cool it can mean different things so um yeah i think just a lot of personal expression through mm. worship for me and um in the context of my own life and even other things like that i may know other people are going through i'm allowed to worship almost on behalf of them in some sense like if i know what someone else is going through a struggle that they're facing i can my heart can cry out for them too mm. so that's um, cool yeah, I guess I see it as a, as a massive nice. pathway to talking to God and, and really being in his presence and dwelling in that moment. Mm. And nothing else matters in that that's moment. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Just How about you, Kayla? Yeah. That's sick. I've been involved in worship for a very long time. I was raised in a family which was very open and welcome to worship. My parents and family have always been very intentional about worship. And when I moved here in, I think, 2007... Um, we started going to a family church um, called Hillview, represent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that church kind of changed my perceptions of what um, worship is for the better. Um, because although it wasn't all fully contemporary, although it wasn't fully the, the hottest, latest thing and stuff, it was always super intentional and super mm-hmm. genuine worship. And I think seeing that kind of changed my perception of what exactly worship was. Um, which was more than just a performance and more than just music that sounds good and more than just words um, that someone wrote on a piece of paper and now we sing. Mm. It was more than that. It was actually the experience of Mm. why you were there and where God had put you and where God had led you um, to that moment. And I think through learning music and through um, learning about what worship is through Hillview, I kind of gained a better understanding of what exactly that was. Mm. Um, And then after that, I got involved in a lot of conference stuff you know I did a lot of um, mm. summer camps and youth ministries and stuff and that's just mm. through getting to know people meeting people people hearing that I played music and stuff and and then from there it went from you know being 13 on a stage being led by someone else to mm. you know this, this 16 17 year old then leading worship in front mm. of these juniors and then teens and then it was just like yeah. getting to a point where I was a year older than them and I was mm. running their worship which was cool yeah. it was super cool but yeah. it was like yeah. no way like what the heck this is yeah. so yeah. different because yeah. um, I only ever went to one summer camp as a camper and yeah. then for the rest it was just staff but I think for that worship um, 
like it was a massive part of my mm. life and it continues to be a massive part of my life purely because of those experiences mm. because from that summer camp stuff I saw that there is um, so much passion mm. especially in this area as well as the, mm. this conference mm. for worship um, a lot of young people who you know I, I grew up around very like quiet and reserved people mm. um, but seeing that there were young people out there somewhere who were actually you know, willing to sing loud and sing, you know, and just be so excited and jump up and down and stuff. Mm. I don't know, for me, from that face value was um, amazing to see these guys' passion. Yeah. And I think from there, it's only kind of led up as I've started going to college, mm. as people have mm. continued that sort of energy, because um, that's such a massive thing here at college, which yeah. is just like that everyone's so passionate about worship and is so mm. excited about it and that's why we sometimes get really defensive about it mm. yeah. um but that only is because we are passionate yeah. and so i feel like through those experiences i kind of found my own passion yeah. of worship ministry i guess awesome yeah yeah very cool um you know obviously each of us are pretty involved in the music side of worship mm. um but i guess there are a couple of like unhelpful misconceptions about worship at the same time one of such being that worship is music Mm. and like each of us know that not to be the case totally um, because in, in my experience worship is more of a lifestyle it's yeah. so much bigger than just a music mm. program or an, an event or anything like that but are there any other kind of misconceptions you think people might have about what worship is that can be helpful just to kind of debunk now I guess with like following from what you're saying mm. that yeah it's not about the music and how that's mm. done like the music is a means to worship mm. um, so it's like a, it's a pathway it's an entry to mm. allowing yourself to be in that space and even as worship leaders like we try to be really intentional about not getting things right so we can have that space but being ourselves and being raw mm. and being open and honest with yeah. what that worship is mm. um so that people can see that too yeah. and they can feel comfortable to be in that space it's not yeah. about a performance it's not about getting totally. things right and, and presenting yourself as you're all good and you're okay because these people are looking at you like it's mm. not about that and just as much being in the congregation it's not about holding up a front and and you know saying okay I've got it all together and mm. like I'm in the presence of other people and worshiping God like I have to just hold this together and then mm. be not okay with God in a private space mm. it's like no you're allowed to do that in worship like worship is your your place to really express yourself and I think something is like people think they have yeah they have to be okay and I'm like mm. to an extent you kind of have to be okay with who you are in your relationship with God so you can really open up in worship yeah. um, and not just stand there and let it mean nothing. But you don't and be like, perfect. Yeah, and like it's a yeah. journey for everyone. I've totally. had times where I just stand there and I, I can't, like I can't lift my hands up, I can't do that. Mm. I know that's a, a big expression of who I am and I love doing that when I'm in that place and I'm really getting God and understanding God. But there's sometimes where I don't feel it and I'm like, this is really hard for me mm. to feel comfortable in this space. But ultimately like overcoming that I think is is not necessarily feeling comfortable but knowing my relationship with God and where where that's at and mm. being like okay God regardless of how I feel right now I know who you are and this is about it's about me and you right now and, and not getting caught up in the moment or getting caught up in your circumstances that's affecting how you want to worship it's like mm. regardless of what's happening your your view of God shouldn't change necessarily like He's still, he remains true. He's the same. So mm. like expressing that and it almost helps you get through certain situations. Mm. I think being open and honest and raw. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
really helps that so yeah like the misconception would be that you don't you don't have to be okay yeah. so rather than being like a feeling it's yeah. like it's, a, it's an attitude yeah. yeah it's like saying despite my feelings this is kind yeah. of the mentality i'm going to approach this situation or these these circumstances with mm. yeah it's good Definitely. and it's yeah it's also like yeah it's not about how you feel it's more like um god deserves this all the time 100 mm. yeah so like Regardless why, why would i hold or... back just because i don't feel it right now yeah like, yeah cool totally anything to add to that Kevin? um i think a massive misconception that people find is that um you know that there's a particular type of worship and I think through my experiences of being part of a contemporary church, like an extremely contemporary church, which is yeah. pretty much a movement here at college, mm. um, and then also being part of family churches and mm. also being part of conservative churches in the past, what I found was that in each place, if there is wholehearted, genuine worship, then it is worship, Yeah, you know, um, through anything. You know, as soon as you're not being genuine about your worship experience, it is no longer worship. Mm. And so that is a personal thing. That's not something that I can look at someone and their group or their whatever yeah. their church and say, yeah. what you're doing is not worship, mm. which I've like heard of happening before, which is so tough for uh, as worship leaders. It's so tough mm. for us yeah. to listen to someone either saying to us or saying to someone else that what you're doing is not worship yeah. because mm. it's so personal mm. and it's something that, you know, we prepare for yeah. and we're ready for and so for someone to come up to you and say this is not worship is almost offensive not mm. only to us but also to god i guess mm. um, because we've tried so hard and we've prayed so hard about this so i feel like the misconception that there's only one type of worship yeah um in regards to not just music but also every other part you know, of the expression of worship yeah, yeah. like there's yeah if people who only view worship in one type of expression which is not just people who only sing hymns, it's also people, you know, who may even only sing, you know, Hillsong songs or contemporary yeah. music, you know. Yeah. There's a place for everything. Yeah. And I feel like it, like, who are we to judge as mere humans to say that what yeah. someone else is doing is not worship? Yeah. Mm. And so that's a massive misconception that I feel mm. like is, you know, um, a bit of a, a heartstring within the Adventist church right mm. now. Mm. And like, yeah, I just feel like that's a mad misconception mm. that we've all tended to follow yeah. regardless of where you are in that worship position. Mm. I guess like with that, it's also, I don't know if you're saying this, you could be, but um, not trying to pretend to be something you're not. Mm, totally. Like being honest with yourself of, well, someone else can worship that way and yeah. that's all good, but I worship this way. Exactly. And this is like how mm. I connect and feel more comfortable and that's okay. Mm. Like you don't have to reach a certain standard of someone yeah. else. Like there's no... There's mm. no benchmark of yeah. what worship is. It's a very personal and individual thing. It's where you're at. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that same with churches where if, a, if an older church feels like they connect to hymns, but they see all these new moving churches moving to something con yeah. completely different, mm. that doesn't mean that they need to feel like they're dragging behind yeah. mm. and that they need to now push forward this new music and stuff. Mm. No, you worship how you feel like is best mm. connected to God mm. and is best connected mm. to your congregation. Yeah. Because the expression of that's going to look different in every context. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally like, different. Yeah. Like there's oh. just so many different variables at play that will determine like the expression of worship at a certain place at a certain time. Mm -hmm. So but, that, I guess the moment we do look at somebody else and say, that's not worship because I don't understand how someone with a genuine heart can express their love for God in that way. Mm -hmm. Then actually it just shows misunderstanding and ignorance on our part. Totally, <laughs> yeah. totally man. So, yeah. That's it. And yeah, I guess you see that... Uh, like I've, I've been to heaps of different places and stuff and you can tell when the worship is intentional there mm -hmm. and like you know going to, uh, to the Solomon Islands and things like that and you know seeing how they worship mm -hmm. it might not have been the way that I worshipped which mm -hmm. is 
pick up a hymn book, someone starts singing a little bit off key, but then everyone just picks up and you're just like, this is straight up worship. Yeah. Like yeah. this is more passion than I've ever seen in Australia. Mm. And looking at that and who am I to say that's not worship. Hi, my name is Liv and this is my Salty Six. If I could have only one meal for the rest of my life, it would be fairy bread. I know that's not a meal, but just go with me. My average bedtime is 11 p.m. If I could live anywhere in the world, it would be Canada. Growing up, I always wanted to be like Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm currently reading Captivating. The word that currently describes my season of life is becoming. Hi, my name is Caleb and this is my Salty Six. If I could have one meal for the rest of my life, it would be chicken burritos. My average bedtime is somewhere between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Yep, I'm working on that. Uh, if I could live anywhere in the world, it would be Vancouver in Canada, which lives stole, but that's fine. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be like John Mayer. I'm currently reading my Greek textbook. I'm completely swamped and it's the only thing I have time to read. And the word that currently describes my season of life is growing. So, with all that in mind that we've discussed so far, guys, what is your dream for the future of worship in the Adventist Church? Rick. Ooh, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) This is my opinion because I feel like, again, like as we just established, worship is not, you know, um, something that I can define for someone else. Yeah. Um, But for me personally, from a place of, you know, potentially more contemporary than most churches and stuff, Mm -hmm. I've seen that the church um, has sometimes remained a bit stagnant at times when it comes to worship because it becomes a method and Mm -hmm. more of a method and less of a message. Mm -hmm. And so that's really difficult to counteract because Mm -hmm. we're so busy trying to follow a tradition and I worry that we'll continue doing that even in a contemporary sense where, yeah. you know, um, we'll get to a point where in a couple of years, you know, we're just singing Hillsong because everyone sings Hillsong mm. or everyone, you know, like we started a songwriting group because everyone else started a songwriting group and we're trying yeah. to make our own original content mm. because, yeah. you know, the church down the road did it. Yeah. And so I feel like the, the dream for the future for me, um, also because my number one priority if I could ever find it is to, this is a plug as well, so that I can get this job, um, is to be a Adventist worship pastor. If that ever becomes a thing, (laughs) you know, honestly, yeah, please, um, please send me a a resume. (laughs) I'll send you my resume. I don't care where you are. No. Um, a full-time worship pastor is my number one job. Then chaplain uh, youth ministry and chaplaincy yeah. um and studying ministry that's tough to tell people because it's yeah. like i'm doing it you know i'm doing ministry yeah. you know yeah. just you want to be a, mm. a senior pastor or a, or a youth pastor but the yeah. truth is that you know and i guess like is, particularly in our context you know we have people that are employed as full-time evangelists mm. or people that are full-time employed in the discipleship space totally. or people that are full-time employed as someone who like just mm. looks out like pastoring people like for instance like the um ministerial secretaries their job is to look after all the pastors yeah. at the conference and like a, a fundamental part of our experience as Christians is worship yeah because it's our expression of, of like our understanding of who God is and our response to that right mm. and so if you can have someone in a position to, to to mentor and to encourage people in that space to find freedom in their expression of mm. you know, their walk with God I think that's an incredibly powerful ministry like, exactly 
Like, <laughs> exactly. And like, so that's, yeah, <laughs> it, it confuses me and it boggles my mind that Adventism yeah. hasn't jumped onto this, mm. not just in a music sense, but also in a worship as a whole for mm. each church mm. sense, because mm. um, there's so much potential there to actually designate and dedicate um, work in a church to mm. someone like that who's mm. so passionate about that. If I can speak into that a little yeah, bit more, totally. like, um, I think like my big dream for worship in the Adventist church is for people to find freedom in the mm. expression of their mm. walk with God, totally. no matter what their kind of context is, whether it be a more progressive or a more conservative mm. expression of that. Like, I just want people to be able to find freedom and, and find the peace and the joy in being able to be authentic and, mm. and just honest in your walk mm. with God. Yeah. Cause it's easy to do a one-on-one or just in our heads, mm. but to be public with people yeah. mm. and show them what God is doing in your life. Yeah. Like, I've been fortunate enough to experience that mm. in my own life and yeah. see that other people expressing that as well. Mm. And it's just beautiful. Mm. Like it's incredible to, to be a part of that. And so for people to find that in their life, I think that's like the big dream for me. Totally. I think it's just a huge opportunity. So. 100%. How about you, Liv? Yeah, um, What's your dream? I guess for everyone in their own understanding of worship to be accepting mm. that it's, it mm. looks different for everyone. Um, and to not be intimidated by someone else mm-hmm. if they're from their expression and how yeah. how they want to share that yeah. to accept that like this is awesome because like the Holy Spirit is here and mm. God is in this and yeah. and this person might have just had a massive breakthrough mm. totally. in, in such a stagnant walk it could have mm. like you have no idea and yeah. so just to have almost less thoughts about what it means and just be accepting of that is how it is and mm. that is awesome mm. um Rather than, yeah, thinking like, oh, that person must have had something tough or whatever, like mm, making yeah. that judge- those judgment calls is just so allowing the Holy Spirit to be within that space that mm. you can have that acceptance mm. as well, whatever it looks like. Um, and also to, yeah, in how the worship is, if it's not traditionally how you would do worship mm. and like the songs aren't the ones you would have picked for that day, like that's fine. Mm. Um and like you know if it's harmony heavy if it's melody heavy like i know sometimes people have something to say about that and it's mm. like it's it's not it doesn't matter like mm. it's the holy spirit is there and and that's all that does matter and allowing yourself to see that recognize that and be in that space also rather than trying to remove yourself by focusing on all the small details that don't really matter mm. um so i guess that's something i would i would see is just acceptance of mm. whatever it looks like I think that comes back as well to something bigger that the church is dealing with at the moment, which is like trying to work out what it looks like to be united as a mm, church, to totally. have to have unity there. Like, mm. and I think in the same way that like true unity comes from embracing each other's differences and embracing the diversity mm. in the context of our oneness in Christ. I think that carries over into the worship space as well. Totally. Is that like we can find true unity not in conformity not in worshiping in the exact same mm, way across every practices. single church in the yeah. world because yeah. that's not possible and that's no, not going to allow anyone to experience worship probably yeah. anyway but like um but actually just to embrace the fact that we are we all are going to respond differently at different times in different places to to the same songs or to the same you know we're yeah. going to have different expressions of what that looks like for yeah. us and to be able to be accepting of that and and just be comfortable in that space and to be secure in our own walk with god enough as to not be intimidated or discouraged by the way other people respond mm. like that that would be a beautiful place to be in mm-hmm. yeah and that totally doesn't mean that we need to divide ourselves or separate ourselves from mm. those people yeah. it's that acknowledgement that yes we worship differently mm. you know 
Um, but it doesn't mean that we're supposed to just completely separate ourselves from those types of people because a functioning society is people who agree and disagree with each other but are still able to be around each other, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you just have people who, if you just surround yourself with people that agree with you, then you're not really going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? You kind of need those people mm-hmm. who have different opinions to you and I feel like in that regard to worship, it's like you need to kind of understand and cater for each type of person but also understand mm-hmm. you know what you feel like where you feel like god's taking you mm-hmm. i guess just such it's such a hard thing to say you know that we accept like we understand what you define as worship and what is what you connect to the most but also remembering what you connect to in worship and stuff and trying mm-hmm. to make that work especially in a church that feels at times through worship divided mm. because of those things mm. so all this in mind to kind of wrap this conversation up and put a nice little bow on top what can our listeners do <laughs> to take their own personal worship experience to the next level you know i don't think yeah. that there's one thing everyone can do as we've yeah. kind of just discussed yeah. that's going to totally. be like a instant fix it for everyone yeah but what is something you guys would recommend that would be like hey in terms of taking your next step in mm. finding freedom and expressing your relationship with god like what does that look like I think it's being in tune with yourself Mm. where you're at Um, also knowing not necessarily in depth but like um, where you're where you're at with God being real Mm. with that allowing space for that as well so you can be honest in a worship sense Mm. Um, and yeah it's it's your moment with God Mm. like that can look different and there's so many different contexts where you can have a moment with God but worship is definitely one of them also um and yeah i i feel like it's being in tune with yourself enough that you can let your heart cry out to him Mm. in that space that Mm. you don't have to know what your heart's saying and you don't necessarily have to agree with what your heart's saying because like how i see it is god will never misunderstand what your heart is telling him Mm. so you can say whatever you're feeling and Mm. he gets it like he just sits there and he goes i know i get it Mm. and like thank you like he's Mm. just so happy to be there and be in that space and he's sitting there waiting for you to just Mm. be real um and i guess like yeah for your worship experience like be ready for that be open to that like it's not it doesn't have to scare you and be like a massive thing of like you have to do this but it's like allow yourself the opportunity to do that and Mm. and be vulnerable with god and open up because the things it can do for you Mm. is like so unreal one thing rahel Rahel shared last week was that um when we take things to god we don't take them to him because he needs to know that he's in this moment yeah it's actually because we need to know he's in the moment Mm. that's why we say it totally like that's why we sing songs to remind us about you know god's presence in each situation like Mm. And I think worship is another means for us to do that, to remind ourselves, hey, God is in this, yeah. God is moving, mm. even though I can't see it, I don't feel it at this time. It's 100% right. Right. That's yeah. so sick. Mm. I think kind of adding on to what you were saying, Liv, um, it's also so important, and I feel like this is the next step that people can take, regardless mm. of what kind of style of worship you have, um, mm. is just that intentionality. Mm. Mm. And I feel like that's so important, because if you're just trying to do something to copy someone, yeah. which I feel like we do so often, mm. especially in this contemporary church like let's be frank like let's be fully honest like a lot of the time we go hey hillsong did this so let's do this you know um and i'm yeah i guess kind of the next step for us is to kind of realize that it's not actually about copying someone else's style if you feel like what they did was successful Mm. it's actually about just being intentional and looking within rather than looking outward of what other people are doing Mm. and Mm. being that kind of having that kind of intentionality is so important within worship because 
you find um, you honestly find some of the greatest worship that you've ever done if you're just fully intentional with it. Yeah. And I feel like for for me personally, um, it's come to that where I've tried to copy people or I've tried to, you know, do something that other people did or, you know, picked a song because I thought it sounded really good and stuff and it would just flop because mm-hmm. I realized that I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And so once I became intentional about that kind of thing, I feel like um, I got a lot more out of it personally but it also put me in the right headspace to actually lead worship in the best way that I can which is mm. to glorify God and everything I think one thing that is an ongoing process and you never fully achieve is learning to find security in your own walk with God mm. and yeah. find security in his love because until you find that security and that peace and knowing firstly that he loves you yeah. that the way you worship isn't going to change that in any way like you're not going to be able to experience the freedom of worship and mm. and that peace in being able to be vulnerable with people and say hey like I haven't got it all sorted out but this is what God's doing in my life at the moment mm. I don't really yeah. understand where it's going to end up but mm. you know I've got enough security in my walk with God to, to, to keep moving forward yeah. you know I think it's just a constant process that we all need to be aware of is just saying you know am I secure in my identity in God's love now or am I mm. trying to secure it in my own success or yeah. or in my own um, friendships or relationships mm. or whatever it might be you know because if, if anything other than God's love is the place where you're securing your identity it's going to be really hard to be authentic in worship yeah because so it's so hard to find freedom elsewhere 100% that's probably a good place to wrap it up guys yeah. awesome <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today on the Salt Creative Podcast and thank you dear listener for joining us also I um, mean we hope you've been blessed and learned a lot but yeah just pray that you guys have an awesome rest of the semester and this year um, God bless you and your leadership at SALT and thank you for what you're doing so thanks bro appreciate it catch ya how cool is that it's so awesome just to hear the passion that Caleb and Liv have for worship Um, and it was just such an awesome discussion we ended up continuing after we finished recording this podcast for another half an hour after that and it was just it was just so cool to be with like-minded people in that space. Um, if you did find value in it yourself, then make sure to like and subscribe and we'd love for you to continue to journey with us into the future. Uh, if you want to follow us a bit more regularly as well, then make sure to follow our Instagram at Salt Avondale or our Facebook at Salt Avondale College. Our weekly discussion topic this week is all about worship as well. So we want you to share about a time when worship has been really meaningful for you and why that was. We would love to create a community online where we can encourage and inspire one another in our journey as disciples of Jesus. But hey, that's all for us today. If you're in the greater Kurumbong area, then make sure to join us this Friday night as Salt kicks back up for the semester. It's going to be a great program, so you don't want to miss out. Doors open at 7.30. Program starts at 8 p.m., so make sure to be there. It's going to be awesome. But hey, until next time, stay blessed, go with God, and most of all, stay salty.